11-year MLS pro Quincy Marroquois here, and you're now listening to The Perfect Soccer Podcast, where your host goes one-on-one to get to know your favorite professional soccer players, both on and off the pitch. Because how better to learn what it takes to become a pro soccer player other than directly from pro soccer players? Today's episode is brought to you by PerfectSoccerSkills.com, the number one and only platform you'll ever need to connect with and learn from pro soccer players. Learn more and enter to win weekly soccer prizes, goals, balls, jerseys, player meet and greets, and more by heading over to PerfectSoccerSkills.com slash PSTM to enter to win for free today. With that said, please enjoy today's episode. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Perfect Soccer Podcast. Our special guest today is Ryan Mash. Ryan, how's it going? Good. How are you, Paul? Good, good. Appreciate you coming on. Yeah, of course. Thanks for having me. Let's uh, go back in time. Uh, how'd you get involved in uh, soccer? So I started playing when I was about, I'd say, five years old on an actual team. But even before that, uh, I have older siblings that that play so i was on the sideline playing with the ball since maybe three or four years old um and just took off from there um through a lot of my youth (laughs) it'd be hard to find me uh without a ball at any point in time so just found a love for the game early on and and stuck with it did you play any other sports growing up uh, I played a little bit of like track and field. I did um, some track and field events through middle school, mm-hmm. um, but is is pretty much soccer all the way. Um, I also wrestled and, and did a few other things, but it was uh, anything team involved. It, I think soccer was the only thing that I ever, ever really stuck to. Did you feel like maybe playing other sports helped you, or or not really? Like with yeah, so I, I, I would play other sports um, kind of casually, basketball, mm-hmm. tennis, uh, racquetball, did some swimming and stuff like that. But it was more so for myself, I guess, to uh, experience these other sports and kind of do some cross training. But soccer was always the, the focal point of actually putting an effort and time to uh, better myself within that. Yeah, so I always ask everybody, like going into high school, your high school career, were you playing club soccer in high school, or were you just playing uh, one or the other? So I, it's funny now because I'm actually back at my high school coaching, mm-hmm. um, and I've had this conversation with a number of the, the coaching staff and players there this year. Um, I went into my freshman year. Um, and that was about the time that Academy was starting to make you choose between playing high school and club. And I went down the Academy path. So I stuck with Academy, uh, throughout high school besides a year within high school, which I was out at the the residency program in Florida. Yeah. And then when I got back from that, the middle of my junior year, they actually allowed us to play high school that year. But returning at the time that I did, uh, I wasn't allowed to play high school uh, with a lot of my other teammates. So I continued on with club and academy. 
Gotcha. Did you, oh, you said you moved to Florida? Yes. Uh, I was out in Florida with the U-17 national team uh, alongside Mark Pelosi and, and a number of other players. Oh, so what, what was that experience like playing uh, with the national team? That was a that was a really cool experience. So I had uh, gone through the ODP system all the way from the district team through the, the national team pool um, at the U14, U15, and then U17 level. Um, so I had some exposure to the coaching staff and other players that I would eventually be at residency with. Uh, but the residency program itself was it was a really great experience. Um, the main focus was soccer, so we would train in the morning and then go to school um, in the afternoons. And it was pretty much play soccer, school, yeah. repeat. So <laughs> it was it's not much more you could ask for. Yeah. And what was your recruiting process like? In terms of uh, college. Uh, the national team? Oh, college, okay. Yeah. Um, I think mine was a little bit different than most, I would say. I think that uh, I was exposed to the local schools and the, the coaching staff in a way that um, maybe some others aren't necessarily open to. Um, I grew up in San Jose, California, played for Deanza Force growing up. And a lot of the DNs of four staff is actually Santa Clara alum. Uh, so I went to Santa Clara University, for those that don't know. And um, playing for force, I think I was identified a, a little bit early. So it was after my freshman year, I believe, that I actually verbally committed to go to Santa Clara. Um, and stuck with that decision throughout the rest of my high school career having that in the back of my mind and knowing that i i was set for college already no, that's crazy so freshman year of high school you you already knew you were going to college yeah that's that's crazy um so was there any was there any temptations like throughout the years like any other offers yeah um i talked to a few schools here and there but um, nothing really seemed too appealing. I, I like the idea of staying close to home, being able to have my parents come out and watch me. Um, they've been incredibly supportive for, of me throughout the U.S., and uh, they really enjoy watching me play. Um, even postseason or between seasons, just playing casually, they come out to games. They even come out to games to watch me coach now, which is baffling to me, but um, kind of cool. Yeah. Um, and then going back to you saying you got offered freshman year of high school, was that like publicized or not really? Uh, not too much. No, yeah. I think, uh, in terms of NCAA roles, at least it's, I don't think they're allowed to actually publish anything until after I, I've signed yeah. on the, the national letter of intent day. But, um, I mean, within my, peer group at least it was fairly well known yeah i know i know just i was just asking that because i know now i see some articles sometimes and they're like oh like alabama offered an eighth grader a scholarship or something like uh, right, something, yeah. <laughs> like something weird yeah like or like none, a fifth none grader of that, none of that <laughs> yeah so uh, that that situation is also a little different as well because uh, my older brother is four years older than i mm-hmm. so 
Um, when I was a freshman in high school, he was actually a freshman at Santa Clara playing on the Santa Clara team. Um, so Santa Clara had a, a solid eight years of the mass family. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah, that, that makes sense. Um, and then, yeah, what, what was your uh, experience like at Santa Clara? It was really good. Um, there's some ups and downs for sure. Uh, I came in as a freshman and started in, and was in my team at least one freshman of the year. Uh, had a substantial impact, I would say, at least. Um, playing alongside players like Eric Hurtado and a few others um, that would go on to play. Um, and then my sophomore year, first game of my sophomore year, actually tore my ACL. Mm-hmm. And then injuries have always been somewhat of a problem for me, unfortunately. So that was just... The first of two knee surgeries throughout my college career, so I ended up only playing about two and a half years in college. And, yeah, what was that like going from like playing your freshman year and then you couldn't play sophomore year, and just like the mental side of like recovering and stuff like that? Yeah, so even from a young age, I think soccer was always what I wanted to do and from that that point injuries were setbacks for sure but I still knew that I wanted to continue on and play so it wasn't too challenging for me to get in the mindset of staying on top of rehab uh, making sure I'm doing everything I can uh, to get back to where I was or better um, so from that standpoint, it was it wasn't too challenging. But from sitting on the sideline and watching my team play and not being able to to actually be out there playing, it was definitely tough. Injuries, especially long injuries like that, are mentally exhausting. Yeah, definitely. Um, did you feel like you were alone too? Because you you must have been going to rehab while they maybe were like going away and stuff. Yeah. It was, it was definitely a grind. Um, I wouldn't say if I was lonely, but um, it's it's definitely hard, and, and especially for players that haven't gone through, mm-hmm. uh, I wouldn't say even a serious injury, but uh, that don't really struggle with injuries. It's hard for them to really grasp what was going on. I actually had one of my former teammates um, who's playing for Timbers 2 right now. He... He picked up his first, I don't know, month or two injury long um, uh, injury that uh, kept him out for a month or two. Sorry, mm-hmm. and he he got back to me during the off season. It was like, dude, I don't know how you went through the injuries that you have and, and stayed true. Like, I had a one or two month injury and I was going crazy. Yeah. So he, he kind of put things in perspective for himself, having gone finally gone through an injury of his own, which is is crazy. But, you know, soccer has always been a passion, so it's always been fairly easy for me to, to stick with it and do whatever is necessary to try to push myself and get to where I want to be. Yeah, then what, what was it like getting back on the field after the ACL injury? Oh, it was like heaven. <laughs> yeah, it was it was great to be back there. Actually, after my ACL, 
I remember some of my teammates being like, wow, it's like you, you never even left the field. So really taking care of my rehab and making sure I'm doing the training and, and getting my body physically prepared to be back where I was um, and also getting my touch back and spending a lot of extra time on the ball outside of team training to make sure that I'm, you know, back to where I was. And uh, what did you study there while you were going there? So I actually started out in the business school as uh, heading down the path towards a finance degree. Mm-hmm. And I think it was early in my junior year that I took a communication class. And that ended up actually being way more interesting than anything that I was doing. So I actually switched over to uh, a communication degree graduated with my communication degree um but it was nice having the the couple years background in business to really um set myself up for whatever i wanted to do it's it's actually been it's actually been very helpful post uh post graduation and and even what i'm doing right now to have that kind of background in business yeah and going into like ncaa and all that um, do you think players should be paid? I know it's a, a loaded topic. Yeah. Um, I think the door for that should be open. I don't know if all players should be paid. Mm-hmm. Um, it could be definitely in line with varying contracts, just like the professional uh, ranks. But um, that short answer is yes short answer is yes uh, across all sports especially yeah. um, and to what degree I don't know uh, I've only followed this conversation a little bit so I don't really know what's what's in the, uh, the conversation right, right now but uh, my answer would be yes I think athletes spend uh, a ton of time and invest themselves into the programs um, in cases like football, I think it's very profitable, not only for the schools, but the league um, and the NCAA. So um, I definitely think they, that they should have some return on that. Yeah, in, in California, I think, I believe in 2023, they, they passed it last year for athletes to get paid for their likeness. So I think like to go do like autograph signings and stuff like that. But I just don't get how it's gonna really work it if so i'm like so my thing is like so say if a say if a school comes and plays like say like ucla so could that player make money that just that weekend like in california because they're in california or is it just like california schools right (laughs) so it'd be interesting but i think eventually it's just going to be all the schools like that for that rule i guess Um, yeah i mean someone someone's got to take the first step right and then I mean, California is one of the most powerful states, I'd say. So, I mean, I guess that's a step in the right direction. Yeah. And then um, what about, was there any moment in your college career that um, was like your aha moment that you thought you could go pro? Uh, I wouldn't say it was in college. I had I had that thought in the back of my mind since I was probably nine, ten years old. Mm-hmm. And... I think having that clarity from that young of age, it was, it kind of set in motion a determination within myself to do whatever was necessary to get there. Um, 
and that includes battling through injuries, mm-hmm. uh, kind of trying to learn the ropes of uh, whatever I could. So taking on uh, mentors that that knew the game well, that knew me well, that uh, would, in the end, hopefully help me get to where I wanted to be. Um, whether that was through setting me up with their connections, getting me trials, this or that, or actually um, doing doing trainings with me. Um, yeah, so I think college was another battle. I think it was that piece of battling through injuries for sure, and um, there's a little bit more uncertainty in college just because of the injuries, but, you know, uh, stuck with it and, and continued on. Then your, your first pro season was in Sweden, correct? Yes. Yeah. Right after school, um, I actually went over to Ireland first. I was on trial in the Irish premier league. I was out there for a few months and I'm training, um, ended up, there's not, I would say too much money out there, um, or at least the offer that I was provided uh, wasn't wasn't suitable and, and wasn't going to work out. So my agent actually said, hey, you're out here already. Come out to this team and, and see what happens. Um, so I went over to Sweden, uh, loved the club, made a decent offer, livable offer, um, and yeah, played out there for all of 2017 gotcha and then where did you play in 2000 2018 you played for another Swedish team uh, 2018 I actually uh, left that club in Sweden um, while I was out there though I have some family in Hamburg Germany who came to visit um, and then during our we had about a two week break in the middle of the season mm-hmm. and I and I went out to Hamburg to visit them and they put me in contact with one of their friends who works in the soccer industry and has some connections with, with clubs um, so beginning of 2018 I returned uh, out to Hamburg with my family and they set me up on a few trials um, when I was in the middle of negotiations with uh, a regional Liga uh, Nord team uh, just outside Hamburg um, and then during training broke my foot uh, actually the, the starter within my position came into a, a fairly dirty tackle I would say and I broke my fist in the torso and yeah co- contract negotiations ended yeah. got sent home and had a Another few month injury during 2018 that set me set me away from my goals. Yeah, that's crazy. Enjoy learning what it takes to become a better player from professional soccer players. Well, how would you like to work with professional players one on one? Now you can with Be Pro by Perfect Soccer. Head over to perfectsoccerskills.com/bepro to apply to work with our network of pro players today. And then, yeah, what was, what was that recovery process like compared to the ACL? Which one? Which one was harder? Harder, I would yeah. say the ACL was harder. Okay. Um, 
the, my sprint was difficult just because it took a while to be able to, to actually walk on it and things mm-hmm. like that. ACL, you know, like a month or so, and then you can you can actually actually start walking on it with some grace and, and things like that. Mm-hmm. But just just the length of the ACL, I think, is is mentally exhausting. Um, it's a longer process. My foot was probably about four or five months till I was back playing full again. My ACL especially within the college environment, they are extra cautious. So I was pushed to, I think, 10 or 11 months um, before I was playing full again. And then what, what was it like to get back on the field after this injury? I was motivated. I was motivated. Uh, Germany was actually one of the countries that I, I really wanted to play in. Um, I had an opportunity when I was, I don't know, 15 or so to, to go out there and for whatever reason didn't end up working out that I, that I go out there. Um, I had a, a team interested and just didn't go out. Uh, but that always stuck in the back of my mind and I, I knew I wanted to play in Germany. Uh, not only because of that, but just because my family, my grand, my grandfather was from Germany. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have family out in Germany, so it's kind of just I wanted to play in Germany. So at that point, I was I was motivated. I got fit right after my injury, and I continued to push myself, looking for opportunities. And then, yeah, and kept then, going. And then last year, you played for the Oakland Roots. Uh, what was that like? It was actually a really cool experience. Uh, it was Oakland's first season mm-hmm. um, in the new league. It's a new team in the new league. Uh, they had wonderful uh, marketing. They they built up the brand very well. The whole the whole team within that, uh, from the front office to the players, uh, were really excited about everything that was going on. Uh, I was playing under. Colorado Rapids legend Paul Bravo, and um, he's actually a, a Santa Clara alum as well, which is kind of crazy to think about. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just a, a really cool experience. They sold out games every uh, every home game, and playing with guys like Victor Bernardes, uh, Benji Hoya. Benji actually grew up playing with as well, so it was kind of cool to reconnect with. Some of these players that are back in the area looking to continue their careers. Yeah, and then what's your uh, plan for this season? Uh, this season has actually been a turning point for me. So, ended the season, picked up another injury, just had my fourth knee surgery uh, to clean up some cartilage uh, that was really starting to bother me. So knees starting starting to break down a little bit, unfortunately. Um, but it's a point in my career that I'm actually shifting towards the coaching side. Yeah. Um, sorry? Yeah, you go ahead. Keep on going. Yeah, so I'm, I'm shifting towards the coaching side. I've, uh, I've been coaching private trainings and helping out with teams here and there throughout, you know, even college, mm-hmm. uh, but really stepping into taking over head coach roles and kind of diversifying my coaching roles, which is a great way for me to stay around the game, 
that I love and continue on in, in my career and, and pass along my passion um, and love for the game to others now. Yeah, definitely. Who, uh, who, what team are you coaching right now? Right now, I have a couple of teams. Uh, I just finished up my high school season with uh, Bellarmine College Prep, mm-hmm. uh, which is where I went to school. Um, and then I have a couple youth teams within the DNs of Forest and California Thorns uh, youth clubs. And then uh, how'd you get involved in perfect soccer? Perfect soccer. So I grew up playing with Mark Pelosi, who then um, after his his time with Liverpool, he came back and played for the Earthquakes, which is where he met Quincy. Going back a little bit just to that as well, uh, back in college, I went on a short trial with the Earthquakes during a spring break. Uh, while Mark was still playing as well. Um, but that's where I was first at Quincy um, at that channel. And it was probably two years later that Mark approached me about joining the Perfect Soccer team, um, doing some private training, uh, kind of sorting it out in that way, um, not really knowing what my role would be, um, and then being able to now, I think a year and a half, two years later, um, having solidified a role and and gotten involved as much as I can um, to continue not only the America, America process, but um, share the MSL with my players uh, that I coach now as well. Yeah, that's awesome. All right, you ready? You ready for the five Quincy questions? I am. Hit me. <laughs> Uh, what do you think is the most important skill or quality about yourself uh, that made you successful as a pro? I would say perseverance. Just simply because the amount and length of the injuries that I've had, mm-hmm. uh, continuing on to push myself is not an easy task. Um, a lot of the injuries I've seen players pick up substantially less um, injuries and still hang up the boots uh, because things weren't going their way They're exactly how they wanted it, which is almost exactly what the MSL is preaching, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. To to have the right mentality with whatever is thrown away and be able to push through. So even when Quincy approached me about perfect soccer, or Mark, Mark and Quincy approached me about perfect soccer, um, I think that Right away, there were some things that aligned very well. And what's the biggest mistake you think most pro players are making? Biggest mistake? Ooh. I would say they're probably their off-field education. Okay. Uh, what, what advice would you give to a young player trying to get a D1 scholarship or make a pro league? I would say to them that they need to continue to push themselves um, and get exposure. If they're, if they're looking to get into programs and be seen by clubs and things like that, they need to be approaching it in the right way of uh, 
having a crazy work ethic um, to, to be able to set themselves up in whatever way possible. Whether that's on the field work, making sure you're fit, making sure your, your touch is sharp, um, the networking side, um, all of it. So just exposure in a lot of ways and making sure that you're working hard to get there. What's something that most people think is true that you believe isn't? Let's see. I'm going to have to go with the moon landing. <laughs> All right. <laughs> uh, no, I don't know. No. I don't know. I don't have a good one for that. That's the only thing that came to mind. <laughs> All right. Um, what's something that you would move forward with if you weren't scared of what the consequences would be? I'd say probably packing up all my things and moving to Europe. All right. So you successfully uh, passed the five Quincy questions. <laughs> nice. Um, <laughs> the tough ones. Yeah, yeah, for sure. His, his questions always make you think. I might have to do a reverse, and he might have to ask me the five questions, even though they weren't really, really won't make sense because I was never a pro soccer player. But yeah. <laughs> He could he could, he could uh, modify them somehow. Yeah. Um, you ready for some off the pitch questions and fun questions? Yeah, sure. Um, who who would be like one player you'd want to exchange jersey with, like in any league? In any league, I would say Iniesta. Okay. Um, he's he's just been my my favorite player growing up. Um, Love the way he plays, his style, his uh, his composure on the ball. He's crafty, keeps things simple at times too. Um, so, yeah, that's what I was gonna I was gonna ask if that was your favorite player. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, yeah. What's your What's your goals for twenty uh, twenty? My goals for twenty twenty uh, are. Hmm. That's a loaded question. There's a lot going on. Um. So my goals for 2020 in terms of my career are to further my licensing and my coaching licensing, uh, to continue to train and uh, bring in players, uh, motivated players to actually come through the B-Pro programs and experience firsthand what the the mentorship program is like and, and the MOS. Um, and, and start to level up their own games. Um, and then from from a personal standpoint, I would say uh, helping my parents out. Uh, love to buy my mom a car this year. Um, yeah, that's, that's that goal. All right, I like those. Um, and what do, you, what do you like to do in your downtime? In my downtime? So there's not too much of that right now. <laughs> to be honest, to, to be honest, it's it's a it's a grind uh, every day. Uh, I've been working seven days a week to really set in motion uh, a longer term goal. So between the t- the three teams that I have um, and perfect soccer and the work that I'm doing uh, on my family side, uh, it's it's been a busy day. So. Downtime is usually used for rest and recovery. Yeah, I feel you. I was at the movies a couple of weeks ago, and I was I was like kept on looking at the clock, like the time, because I was like I gotta get home to do, like I gotta finish some stuff. <laughs> like, it was kind of yeah. weird. I was just like, like I almost felt guilty for going to the movies, basically. 
uh, it's, uh, yeah. I feel like that's, that's a constant struggle of, uh, of moving in different directions in, at least in my career. Yeah. So it's, uh, it's at a different pace for sure. And if you, if you never played soccer, what do you think you'd be doing? If I never played soccer, I would probably be behind the desk right now. <laughs> Working a nine to five? Probably. Yeah. I probably would have um, fallen down instead of going for my communication degree, stuck with finance and been, been behind the desk working with clients right now as well. So um, very thankful for, for that, for having soccer in my life. Yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah, appreciate you coming on. Uh, could you let the people know where they could follow you on social media? Yeah, you can follow me on Instagram at Ryan underscore Mash um, and Twitter at RMash21. Quincy Marroquois here, and thanks again for listening. If you enjoyed today's episode, please be sure to share it with someone you feel will get some value from it. And if you could take a moment to leave a review of our podcast wherever you're listening and let us know who you'd like us to interview next, we'll get working on that right away. You can listen to this full episode and more at perfectsoccerskills.com slash radio. That's perfectsoccerskills.com slash R-A-D-I-O. You can also enter to win free weekly soccer prizes, goals, balls, jerseys, player meet and greets, and more by heading over to perfectsoccerskills.com slash P-S-T-M to enter to win for free today.